Well, it's getting dangerous. The US has warned North Korea will be met with a massive military response unless it stands down in the wake of another nuclear test. Channel 7's main man is Chris Reason. He joins us this morning from Seoul. He is the chief reporter. Good morning, Chris. Howdy, Sarah. Good morning to you. Chris, uh, the last we've heard is that they've had the emergency meeting. Everyone's come together to talk about it. We've heard Angela Merkel has made a phone call to Donald Trump. There's been chats there. Is there a way through this, Chris? Look, it's a fascinating question. I, I, I cannot see how there is, I've got to say. I mean, the talk best continue. We see this every time. And they call together the United Nations Security Council. They've agreed now to meet again next Monday. America's jumping up and down, saying something has to be done. China, North Korea's main trade partner, they're saying that they China should put more pressure on North Korea, turn the taps off, stop its economy by not letting any, any exports and imports go across the border, really inflict some economic pain there. China won't do it. Look, I mean, they can talk all they like. They can ratchet up these sanctions all they like. At the end of the day, North Korea and its despot, you know, the bizarre little leader, uh, Kim Jong-un, is just going to keep going, perfecting his missile systems, ratcheting up the uh, the ability and the destructive lethal power of his nuclear missiles and weaponry and uh, and get a seat at the big table in the, in the, in the world state of affairs. This guy is hell-bent on being a dominant player in this region and there's very little that can be done to stop him now. I just wonder why he wants to kill people to make that happen. Why, why wouldn't he try other means? Well, I guess I mean, at the end of the day, for him, I, I think that he's as averse to war as everybody else is. He's just going through the motion set. He just wants to have the ability to be able to press the buttons if anybody tries to touch him or you know topple his regime. He is basically he's looked at people like Saddam Hussein and Muhammad Gaddafi and how those two leaders have both been you know rolled you know got rid of by the West. He thinks to himself, well, I'm not going to let that happen to me. I'm going to reinforce myself with nuclear weapons, intercontinental ballistic missiles, or standard artillery, jet planes, submarines, the whole lot. No one's going to touch my regime. And at this stage, it's being successful. And he's he's managing to get himself into a position where he'll be able to dictate some terms. You know, that those the range of those missiles now is not a regional issue anymore. Those missiles can easily reach Japan, can easily reach the west coast of america all the way down to los angeles and even reach the northern tip of australia darwin and that nuclear test he conducted on sunday shows he's now got the hydrogen bomb that's a quantum leap from where he was he had the atom bomb this time a couple of months ago now he's got the h-bomb and with that we're talking about serious destructive power chris what about you're in seoul you're right beside uh this man mate what are the people at seoul in seoul thinking yeah, it's interesting, isn't it? You'd think with that sort of pressure and that sort of fear that they would be reacting. I'd be packing my family up and moving. Seoul is, is just 40 kilometres from the North Korean border. All of the rocket launches they have on the other side of the border in North Korea, if they fired those rockets and missiles, it takes about 45 seconds for them to reach this capital city. 10 million population. And this is the, this is the big problem and the conundrum that world leaders, Donald Trump and all the rest of them face. If anything happens to north korea they can launch those missiles and within that 45 seconds within within just minutes uh, missiles can be raining down on this place and the destruction would be massive the tragedy would be unspeakable there would be tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of people killed how do the people here react the people in seoul get up get on with their daily business they don't think about it it's almost like they're in denial They've been living with the end of the war, the Korean War, back in the uh, 1950s. It finished in 1953 and technically never actually ended. They just came to a peace agreement, an armistice. 
and they've been at a state of readiness for this last, what's that, 60, 70 years. There's bomb shelters every five blocks here, and you can see the signs. People prepare for that every year. They go through drills, and they go through practice runs, being ready to in case something happens. But do they let it alter their lives? They don't live in fear, you know, they kind of just get on with it when we see this type of behavior sometimes in animals chris it it, it displays fear like it's i'm backed into a corner or i'm going to come out like that is there any way that they could use that kind of psychology and and maybe try and allay his fears he's obviously very fearful when you see this type of aggression that's generally what it means yeah it's a good point isn't it i mean it's it's but the thing is that so few people know anything about the man we only and you know he was he was he came to power and his father died in 2011 and we'd only had our first photograph of him as an adult a year before. So, look, there's so few defectors, so much, little information about him on state TV. We sort of don't know much about the psychology and the character of Kim Jong-un. He's never met a world leader. He's, uh, he's, since he's become uh, the Korean uh, dictator, he hasn't left the country. He hasn't had anybody come into the country. So knowing what it is about him that makes him tick and what they might be able to do to put pressure on him to get him out of that corner, to bring, bring him, ratchet him back down, it's, it's actually very difficult. And it's a bit of a guessing game. Experts everywhere come out of the woodwork to talk about it, but really nobody knows. And because he's not talking, because he doesn't have any dialogue, he doesn't negotiate, no one really uh, has this ability to, to form this bridge to him and say, mate, what do you want? Sit down. What's going on? And try and, as you say talk this bloke back off the brink. Chris, we hope sanity prevails. We thank you so much for joining us from Seoul, Chris Reason. Thank you, Chris. From Channel 7. Thank you, mate. Always a pleasure, guys.